They were talking about beating rejection to belong. A lot of, um, and how, are you thankful Mason was here to lead with us again today? Yeah. So thankful for that. The songs that we sang really tie so beautifully to what God's put on my heart to share with you today. So if you've got your Bibles or your notebooks, I'm going to encourage you to bring those out. And uh, not too many scriptures today, but just talking about beating that feeling of rejection so that we belong. And so have you ever wondered why not belonging bothers you so much? It's like, like why? Because I think when we go home, we ask ourselves the questions like, why don't I or shouldn't I or couldn't I? And the answer to this is true. But the reality is, is, is human beings are driven by five genetic needs. Survival, love, freedom, fun, and belonging. You don't have to remember those. If you write them down, that's great. Now, here's the issue. Survival is obviously, it is what it is, right? Whatever we got to do to make it another day. Now, love, we would all define love differently. All of us would. And we would all define freedom, especially over the last two years, we'd all define freedom a little bit differently. Right? We would define fun differently. What I think is fun, you don't think is fun. But all of us would define belonging very, very similar. Because it's a feeling. It's a feeling of being a part. Right? And so then not belonging, just like not having freedom, like not having fun, like not having love is a terrible feeling. It hurts. It stings. And it's hard to explain why there's not that connection. And so the big thought today is this. Belonging doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. Belonging requires us to be who we are. And sometimes that's uncomfortable because we just don't trust if the other person is going to like who I am. Right? And a lot of people are so busy trying to change who they are, that they forget to be themselves. They just can't be who they are. And so God created the human race for a community. He created us to belong, to be together. You were not meant to be alone, like the message bumper said. And so the reason we feel that like we don't belong is what we're talking about today. And it really comes down to believing that you are accepted as you are. And spoiler alert for next week, Romans 15, 7 says, accept each other as Christ accepted you. That's the root of next week's message. But that's it. It's acceptance. And so today we're talking about how Christ accepted you. And so we know that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice and that he stood in our place. And he stood in our place so that we could be accepted by God. And if you missed last week's message on beating perfection, you need to go and get that message. Podcast, YouTube, wherever you go. We don't work for that acceptance, though. I don't have to work for that acceptance. I only have to receive it. I only receive it. And without Jesus, we need to understand without Jesus, heaven will not take us. Without Jesus, no matter how great you live your life, without Jesus, heaven will not take us. So then we're not just born imperfect, like we talked about last week. We're born rejected. We're born rejected. We're born into sin. And so then, just let that marinate for a minute. For me, rejection started very early in my life. We grew up poor. It was locked in really, really early for me. Grew up super poor. My dad drove a truck, and so um, I... Um, I grew up in semi-truck trailers and truck yards. I've had gravel and dirt floors in houses that we were allowed to stay in. We lived in camper trailers. We lived in campers in the back of trucks. I remember playing on semi-tires uh, um, semi in truck yards for fun as a little kid. And something happened um, when I was in second grade that really changed the course of my life. We were so poor that I only had like two or three shirts and two or three pairs of shorts and and so on the merry-go-round one day, and the group on the merry-go-round doesn't like me there. 
And let me just challenge you to say this. If you've ever struggled with not being accepted or not belonging, you need to find the first time you felt that. That's the root. And it all comes back to that. And so then everything on top of that feeling of not belonging, not being good enough, not accepted, not being a part, not, being, not belonging to a community, it's rooted in that first feeling. And for me, my first feeling of rejection was getting shoved off the merry-go-round by a bunch of people who looked better than me and dressed better than me. I'll never forget the feeling of landing on my behind and my shirt coming up my back and knowing right then they don't like me. I don't fit in. I don't fit in. This is not where I belong. And so then what happens after that moment? You stand up. There's not like a people group of people who don't belong there there to welcome you in, are there? No. You walk, you turn around, you walk away alone. You walk away alone. And so what that spurred in me because of my personality was a me against the world mentality. We're just like, man, feed them fish heads. I don't know if you've heard that before, but good for them. I'll do it on my own. I'll just do it on my own, right? And so then I ended up catching the church bus. It drove by my house all the time. Part of the reason I caught the church, caught the church bus was rooted in this town. And so um, caught the church bus. I got a job. I started providing for myself financially. I started working with my dad in second grade. He actually became a diesel mechanic, and, and he started taking me to work with him. And so I started changing tires that were taller than me. And I got beat by tire irons many a times as a little kid. And, and, but I decided that I was going to do something about it. Instead of let that feeling essentially make me go the wrong way, I decided, wait a second. Like, I don't, I don't have to take this. I don't have to receive this. And this is, without, this is without any cognitive understanding of there is a God. Now, my grandmother passed away later that year as well. And so when I went to her funeral, I ended up receiving Jesus for the first time and and I didn't live anywhere close to it because I didn't have anybody to walk with me. I walked alone. I prayed the prayer, and it was like, good luck, little kid, you know, so long. And, and so then I tried to be a good person. You guys all know good people, right? I tried to be a good person. I believed that that was going to be enough. And the reality is, is it wasn't. And how many of you guys know that, that getting your act together and attending church and getting a job and, and, and all of that, that does not beat rejection? It doesn't. It might for a season because you're busy, right? And so then um, the only thing that beats that is Jesus. The only thing that beats rejection is Jesus. It's Jesus. My second year, my second grade year changed the trajectory of my life. And maybe it's because I did it twice, right? Come on. Yes, I did. I did do it twice. Now, I went to four different schools in three different states in second grade. So that could have a little bit to do with it. But the other part of it is in second grade, they really want you to start paying attention. And I, that didn't work so well for me. And so I, I struggled. I struggled with that. And so um, in all of that, I think you know as well as I do that me against the world or my way is not the way. It's not the way. And so then it's Jesus. And so then because of Jesus, we're no longer rejected. Because of Jesus, you're no longer rejected. Period. And so then the one big thing is this, you are born, you're born rejected, you're born again accepted, meaning you belong, you belong. And so sometimes the gospel is so simple that, that we can't even comprehend or understand it, you know that? I think that God's made it really simple for us, and we tend to overcomplicate it. 
And the reality is the root of belonging is the innate, it's the innate human desire to be a part of something larger than ourselves. Right? It's not just me. It's belonging. It's, it's community. Right? And this is what that is. If you look around, you can see it. You can see it. It doesn't mean that you've engaged, that you're part, but you can see it. Right? What happened in the meet and greet that Lindley pitched this to was exactly what it's about. It's about being yourself. It's not, it's not trying to change who you are to belong, but just being. That's how Jesus wants you. That's how God wants you. And so then, and really that's what this is about, going from this building forward in our community. If we're going to make a difference, if we're going to see our community see Jesus, they have to see it in us first. And so then if I can't believe this first for myself, we can't be it. It's going to happen in you before it happens in us, right? Ephesians 1.6 is the scripture we're kind of parked on today. And if you want to go deeper this week, go Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 6 through 14. If you want to go deeper, it's really good. And here's what that says. It says, let us praise God for his glorious grace, for the free gift that he gave us in his son, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You are made perfect. Remember, Christ perfected you. We talked about it last week. We belong to God. You belong to God. Now, we have to receive that, but you belong. Romans 5.17 echoes this, and it's a different translation, but it says, God has been so kind to us and accepted us because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. So then, we are born rejected. We're born again accepted. Everybody say, yeah. Yeah. So in Mark 9, you guys have heard this scripture so many times. This came to light for me this week. And I think the biggest thing that, um, that we can see is this. It says this. You've heard it before. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name, right? Because you belong to me will surely be rewarded. What do we know about this verse? If you've been in church for any period of time, regardless of denomination or past or, or even how many times you attended, what you know about this church is anyone who gives me a cup of water. How many of you guys have heard that before? Right? We know that part. And we also know how not to lose our reward, right? We've been taught that very well. You want to lose your reward? You better not, right? Now, the big part of this verse is what you see in the middle. Because you belong. Because you belong to me. And so then, this is great news. Everybody say great news. Great news. It's great news because you've been accepted. You're born again accepted. Everybody say, I am accepted. I am accepted. Now say it like you mean it. I am accepted. I, am I used to say that in the mirror all the time, okay? It's not a lie. And the second thing is you belong. Everybody say, I belong. I belong. I belong. You have to take ownership. It's taking ownership of it. Believing it's yours. You have to believe it's yours. And so when you accept what Jesus did for you, you're adopted into a new family. That's that scripture in Colossians that I reference on a regular basis. You have the right to become a son or daughter. You have the right. You're adopted into a new family. You were born rejected, but you were born again accepted. Accepted. So I was born rejected. Thank God he sent his son. Because now I can be accepted and believe that and walk in it. Without a check, without a reservation, without my self-talk beating me down. I know it. I'm 100% confident in it. Right? And so then, my hope is that today you'll walk out of here believing the same. That you would walk believing the same and that we would be able to be such an influence and such a light to others that they would believe the same too. That I'm not here to judge you. I, I don't know about where you've been or even what happened this morning. But God does. 
And walking through that door means you're good enough to be here. You are. Period. And so then, if we can fully grasp the belief that we belong to God, that we're accepted by God, it brings so much peace. It brings so much peace. Because it's not just belonging or being accepted. It's believing that you fit in. You fit in. You fit in. And you need to know that you fit in. You don't fit in by God's standards. You don't fit in by man's standards. And you don't fit in by your standards. We've got to shelf that stuff. Leave TikTok and Instagram and, and Facebook. And, and if you still Twitter, tweet, whatever. You've got to leave that stuff out. It's not those standards. The Bible says God does not look. God does not look at your exterior and he does not look at your past. It says he looks at your heart. He looks at your heart. And so then today is not just about belonging to God. It's about belonging here. It's about belonging here with each other. It's being a part of community. The entire Bible is summed up in Matthew 22, 37 to 39. It says this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love one another as you love yourself. If you've heard that before, can I see your hand? Here's what that means. Be in relationship with God. Be in relationship with each other. I'll take it a step further. Belong to God. Belong with each other. That's what it says. So that when I say, and I put on a wall around here somewhere at some point, relationship, discipleship, and community, that's what we are devoted to here. We're going to be devoted to three things. Relationship with God and with each other. Community here and outside these walls. And discipleship. So then it's a daily thing for us in relationship with God. Be in relationship with God. It's a weekly thing with us in a community of faith. And it's a monthly thing as we're in our community. And we'll figure all that out. It's coming. It's coming. But Matthew 22, 37-39 sums up the entire Bible. This is Jesus, and he tells us, he's, he's telling the Pharisees, they're trying to trick him like they always do. And he says, hey, you don't have to do any of that. If you just do these two things, verse 41 says, if you do these two things, you'll find that you're obeying all the others. And so I, as a pastor, am not here to tell you how you're blowing it, or how you stink, or how you're not good enough, because I'm that way too. I can't tell you all the other commands and, and what you need to do to get right. I can tell you this, love God with all your heart, love God with everything you have, and love people the same as you love yourself. If you do those two things, the Bible says, everything else will fall into place. We get too busy, caught up in the other eight, and we assume the first two. Yeah, yeah, we know that. We love God. I love you, God. Right? And so then, this is our struggle. This is our struggle to believe this. Belonging with God and belonging with people. Why? You see it in the very first human beings that were ever put on earth. What did Adam and do immediately? They hid from God, and they hid from each other. They immediately thought, I, didn't be I don't belong with God, and I don't belong with with you, her, him, however you want to do that, right? So this is, this is not how we're called to live, is to hide from each other. And, and so then, so because we hide from each other, what do we do? We create another VR thing that you can do. Put your goggles on, you can be with a bunch of other people. That's false, you're still alone. You're still alone. Well, I, I had 73, 73 likes today. You're still alone. You had those likes sitting on your couch by yourself. Or if you did it on your, to on your toilet, God bless you, okay? Whatever you do. But you're still alone. The gathering is so important. And that's what we'll be talking about over the next couple weeks. And so I hope that you'll join me for that. And so my hope for you as a pastor is that you would belong to God first. It's great to have, it's great to have community. But if you don't belong to God, if it doesn't happen in you first, it won't happen in us. It has to happen 
in you first. So my hope is that you belong to God. That is it. But I also want you to belong to the body because there's strength in numbers. And man, when like-minded people get together and rally around one thing, it changes the world. I, I believe the fact, I believe the fact that we could rally in the name of Jesus and see the city change. That's what I believe. I believe that with every fiber of my being. If, if we'll belong to God first. It can't be checking boxes. Okay? So then that said, people constantly run from God and run from belonging because of fear. It's fear, right? I touched this earlier, but here's the deal. We're afraid to commit to a relationship, to a group of people, right? To any type of gathering because what? They might find out who I really am. And if they find out who I really am, it's only a matter of time, right? Because in, in everything, this is how it works. We go from acquaintance, right? In passing, we talk in passing. We go from talking in passing to, hey, I think, I think me and him could hang out. She and I, we, I think we could hang out. So we move from acquaintance to like friends. And that friendship grows to a relationship. And that, re that relationship gets deep. And we're so afraid of the moment that it gets so deep that people find out about our past that we go, I don't belong with him. She has better hair than I do. He has better cologne than I do. And we make up the dumbest excuses not to belong. Newsflash. God already knows that. He already knows that. And that's why he sent his son Jesus. And so then I, had a, I posted something this, this weekend, uh, this week. I don't know what date is. The moment, the moment that you accept your flaws, no one can use them against you. You have to understand that God's already accepted you. God numbered the hairs on your head. He knows your thumbprint. He knows exactly who you are. He knows the beat of your heart. He called you son or daughter. He already knows. He already knows all of this. The moment that you accept, it's a game changer. It is a game changer. That looks disgusting. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay? When you get to this place that you've accepted your flaws, when somebody calls them out on you, what do you say? Yeah. So what? What about you? What about you, right? Who, yeah, I know that. So does God. And it's all good. It's all good. Okay? And so, then, so this is not a pitch. When I'm talking about belonging, what I want to tell you is that this is not a pitch for membership. Okay? We're not a church of membership. We're a church of belonging. We are a church of belonging. And so then, if you want to be a member, that's great, and we can do that. But this is a church where you belong. You belong with. You don't belong to. And so then, now... <laughs> I want you to hear, I want you to belong here, I want you to be here, and I want to charge the gates of hell with you. That's what I want to do. And hell is right outside those doors, it just looks a little different. Maybe it's not on fire, right? What I don't want you here for is so we can say, we had 26 people today. We had, who cares, 222 people today. I get asked that by pastor friends all the time. How many did you have today? You know what I tell them? Zero. What's my membership? Zero. It's zero. Because this is not about a number. And membership gets caught up. I don't want you to have a number here. I don't want you to put your name on a piece of paper and for me to say that your number, you know, 263. 
You're more than that. I want a relationship with you. I want to grow with you. And I want to go with you. Okay? That's it. There's nothing else. So then if you want to fill out a membership piece of paper and you need that, I will give it to you. I will give it to you. But I don't want you to just attend to say you did. I don't want you to just attend to say you did. I want you to belong so you can be a part. There's something about community. There's something about gathering, especially when it's in the name of Jesus. And so before I let you go, I want to make it evidently clear that you're accepted this morning. You're accepted this morning, okay? You were born rejected. You're born again. Accepted. Accepted. Is everybody getting that? Like if I ask you in three days, you're going to say, I was born rejected, but I'm born again accepted. Everybody say amen. amen. So the bottom line is you're accepted by God because Jesus was rejected in your place. And that's it. So the Bible says Jesus perfected you so that you could be accepted by God. He was the perfect sacrifice, so then you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Isaiah 53 says that Jesus was despised and rejected. And there are numbers of texts in the Old Testament and the New Testament that would tell you the same. Jesus was despised and he was rejected. Despised and rejected. And if you think about that, it can crush you emotionally. Because he was rejected by his creation. He was rejected by his friends, by his peers. And ultimately, he was rejected by his dad, by his father. I can relate to that. Mark 15 says, as Jesus was hanging on the cross, he realizes this. He realizes he's actually being rejected by his dad. It's what Mason sang about in the very first song. With one loud yell is what the song said. Jesus hanging on the cross, he realizes that his dad has rejected him. And he says, my God, my God, why? Even you, even you, why have you forsaken me? Why have you rejected me? And you have to know that Jesus knew this was going to happen. Right? He knew when he came to the earth this was going to happen, but I just don't believe that he knew how it was going to feel. How it was going to feel. And later on, it says that, um, that it hurt so bad that he cried out with one loud voice. And that's when it was over. Jesus was rejected by the entire world so that you could be accepted, so that we could be accepted. And in that moment, alone, on a cross, alone, in that moment, you have to know that feeling. I think we all know that feeling, right? It's a feeling that no human being should ever feel in their entire life. Nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. If you've ever felt that, or if you still feel that today, you don't have to. And if you have, I'm sorry, because it's, it's crushing. It's crushing. The first time I felt it was in second grade. I felt a group of people didn't love me. They weren't with me. They didn't want me there. I felt it, I've wondered about it. I'll be honest with you, my self-talk, every now and again when I'm alone, I'll say, why does Heather love me? Why does Heather love me? Why do my kids love me? This is me and my self-talk. Why? And I can think, and, and so, then, so then I'll answer for them because that's how we do in our self-talk, right? And so I'll answer and I'll be like, oh, that's pretty good, yeah. But the moment that I say, 
yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I immediately go, ah, why else? Why else? And regardless of the reasons that they love me, my self-talk will always take me back to why. I don't believe they do. I don't believe they do. It's too good to be true. And the truth is, regardless of the reason, they love me for the same reason that God loves me. I'm theirs. I'm hers. She loves me because I'm hers. It's enough. The kids in the other room that you can hear through the wall, they love me because I'm theirs. Because I'm theirs. It's the same reason that God loves you. God loves you because you are his. You, whether you receive it or not, he loves you because you're his. And God owes us no explanation for this. There's zero explanation for his love. But you find it in Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrated his own love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Nobody's perfect, right? Nobody in here is squeaky clean, no matter how pretty they are, how good they smell. There's something behind all that. God knows that, and he accepts it, and he accepts you with repentance and forgiveness, right? And so God loves me for the same reason. If you have kids, you know this. If you have kids, you can really relate. God loves me for the same reason I love my kids. They're mine. They're mine. They belong to me. It's not their performance. It's not what they do. It's not their progress. It's not their age. It's not how they move forward. It's none of that. They're mine. Every night, I love who you are. I love who you are. Growing up, I knew when my dad was upset with me. And very rarely was he proud of me, but I knew if he was proud of me. The other 98% of the time, I never knew. I never knew the other 98% of the time that my dad was pleased with me. He was happy with me. He loved me for who I was. God loves you for who you are. The other 98% of the time, when you're not being negative and you're not celebrating a victory, the other 98% of the time, God sees you the same as the bad and the good. He sees you the same. Enough. His. His. And so then, I'm going to give you your action step today. And I'm going to close with this, actually. God loves you because you belong to Him. God loves you because you belong to Him. I want you to belong to Him, and I want you to belong here. Today, you're accepted. You belong. Not rejected anymore. That's, that's old stuff. That's old news. Everybody say old news. Old news. The only reason we belong is because of the blood of Jesus. It's not a work. It's not a performance. It's not any of that. It's the blood of Jesus. And so your action step is very simple. It's super simple. Are you going to believe this enough to let it change your life? To put that stuff to bed? Are you going to walk in this? Are you going to believe it enough to belong? You're either going to believe the scripture and the truth. You're going to believe in the blood of Jesus or you aren't. There's not a gray area. There's not a gray area. He did or he didn't. Are you going to believe this enough to belong? Now, the grove is not where you visit or where you attend. Okay, that's the one thing I want to say. It's where you belong. It's where you accept it. And it's where we're going to grow together. It's where we reach a community. There's nothing you can do for God to belong. We've made that clear today, right? There's nothing you can do today for God to belong. And there's nothing that you can do here to belong. You simply do. You simply do. And because of the blood, 
we can belong to God and we can belong here.